Hi, friends. A quick announcement before today's episode. My best friend's journal is in consideration for the 15th annual Podcast Awards. If you would be so kind, please visit podcastawards.com, create an account, and nominate us in our two eligible categories, People's Choice and LGBTQ. You've got until July 31st, and it takes less than two minutes. We'll also link it in the show notes and our Instagram link tree. As always, we appreciate your support. And as Canadian Cher would say, Enjoy the episode, eh? (laughs) Stupid. Previously on My Best Friend's Journal. People like to fuck their doppelganger. Absolutely. If you could clone yourself to have sex with it, would you? I have. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the song that's stuck in my head is the new Dixie Chicks jam. Oh my god, I'm obsessed with it. And also their new album is coming out in May. Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's a bad Arnold Schwarzenegger, but you get it. That's fine. Um, Open rooms and bathhouses with many glory holes are called a succatorium and often have a raised level on one side of the holes to allow for everyone to stand. I'm sorry, did you just use the word succatorium? (laughs) You're angry at Argentina for his complete lack of understanding and consideration. Oh, God, he's taking up too much space in uh-huh. here. Well, you already described him as the kind of person who you're like, please don't talk to me, just suck it. Um, he worked construction for his dad every summer, like so ripped and tan. <sighs> he like lived on a little farm, and so I'd always tell my mom we were going over there to do like, like you know, farm work. To plow? <laughs> I'll talk to anyone on a urinal. What? I don't strike up conversation with strangers, I will say that. But if someone says something or if I see a beautiful dick, I'll comment on it. <laughs> What? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink, or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud. How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote. This shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred. I'm haunted by my past. It's called my best friend's journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this theme a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest podcast. Oprah's favorite podcast. Hello, Cameron. Hello, Michael. How are you? I'm good. How are you feeling after that long trip to the Midwest? Oh, God. <laughs> I want to see the inside of a car for that long for a while. Well, tough cookies because we got our road trip coming up, but we're going to do shorter drive days and it's going to be fine. Yeah, it was it was a perfectly nice road trip, though. We, um, we drove through Utah and Colorado. Colorado is my favorite state in the Union. I just love What's it. What's your so favorite much. state in the Confederacy? <laughs> the Confederacy was like a blip in our history. It was only five years long, if you if you uh, aren't aware. I am aware. And did you know that now gay marriage has passed as a longer standing institution than the Confederacy? Yeah, I did. We've all seen the damn meme. <laughs> yeah. Build some statues to that, you cowards. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few ideas. I'll send some sketches over to the people. <laughs> The consummation of the first gay marriage (laughs) in marble. (laughs) It's going to have to be a fountain, clearly. (laughs) Oh, well put. That really tickled me. Oh, God. If someone could just do a rough sketch of that or even render it in 3D, that would be great. (laughs) Okay, sorry. So you said Colorado is your favorite state in the Union? Yeah, the Rocky Mountains just, they get me. I don't know what it is, but my soul, like, sings there. All the towns, these beautiful mountain towns. Is, with the- Is your soul, like, Rocky Mountain climbing? Did you go, um, 2.7 seconds? <laughs> no, it's more like John Denver, Rocky Mountain High. <laughs> Much less, like, live like you were dying. <laughs> 
Who was that? Alan Jackson? Uh, Keith Can't Toby? Jackson. John. It's... <laughs> you know it's Toby Keith, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever. They're both first names. It's Tim McGraw. Speaking of country music, didn't your all-time fave group just make a good decision about their name? Uh, the Dixie Chicks have never been better because they're now just the Chicks. And also, I, I think I've said this on the podcast before. It probably bears repeating. They are such fucking legends. They are the first victims of modern cancel culture they said something that a lot of their fan base meaning a lot of country music did not agree with because a lot of people that listen to country music are conservative or they live in the south they disparaged george bush on stage they got completely canceled their careers were said to be over radio stations stopped playing them it was this whole thing now 15 20 years later they're back on top they're about to come out with a new album it drops in two weeks from when we're recording this um it is so good they've released three singles so far and they're all fucking incredible and in um in examining their name thanks to the current um conversation we're having i don't really know how to put it but you know the the political and cultural reckoning that we're having especially all things that have to do with the the south and the confederacy dixie is a term that refers specifically to like the good old days of the confederacy and so they gave that some thought and they just nixed it from their name they announced it by releasing a single march, march to my own drum march march to my own drum hey hey i'm an army you and at the very end, they just signed it The Chicks. And it's like, boom, that's our new name. Deal with it. And it's it's wonderful. I just, I can't, lo- I could not love them anymore. They keep getting better. Seriously. I, they've never been like super high on my radar, but I am quickly becoming a fan. Also, hi listeners. Welcome to my best friend's journal, where I interrupt Cam far too often and lead us on tangents. <laughs> Was the rest of your uh, road trip okay? Um, yes. However, I, I did have a, a bit of a fiasco while we were in Denver. Um, we have some friends in Denver and, um, we went on a hike with them. Um, we were driving in Denver and their dog was sitting in, in my lap in the car. And, uh, I thought he was just being really snuggly. He started wiggling around. I thought he was just trying to snuggle in. Um, he had his head in my lap and, uh, I realized too late that he wasn't snuggling. He was squirming because he was getting car sick and he vomited a huge puddle of yellow vomit right mm. in right between my legs so it covered my entire crotch and pulled Yum. in the seat below me so it was i was it just soaked right into my shorts um this is that so, is such a vile image <laughs> sorry that's such a bile image <laughs> well played um yeah it was it was really truly disgusting so we were luckily just about five minutes away from a target so we pulled right off i had to walk into this target luckily i had a mask and sunglasses on so i was completely incognito but it looked like i had fully shit my pants i mean you know so wet front and back Ew. so i <laughs> went into target and had to buy like cottonell wipes because i had dog vomit all up on me uh and new underwear and shorts and then had to face the indignity of changing in a target bathroom stall um half it's better of which than are starbucks closed. to be honest <laughs> no starbucks would have been better because they're never stalls they're a single oh, bathroom that's true i had the like you know good old-fashioned american stalls with gape like gaping sides so people could look in <laughs> if they really wanted to like everyone could see that i was like standing on top of my shoes trying not to get my socks on a dirty bathroom floor like changing my underwear and wiping myself down in this oh. bathroom stall it was so foul it was just it, it was it was a an indignity that i was not ready to face um uh, but so you had a good trip then huh <laughs> uh-huh 
that was like a bad half an hour, but the rest of it was fine. And I got a cute new outfit out of it. I bought a new top oh. as well. So I just changed completely. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's, you know what? That's um, not to the bright side. It's my friend Cam there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so other than um, sitting in a pool of dog vomit for a few miles, uh, I had a really nice trip. Lovely. I mean, mm-hmm. not not the dog vomit. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> I do. I do. That reminds me of uh, I once road tripped with my family with Weibo, my mom, my brother, sister, and my cousin in a minivan from New York to Florida, which is a special kind of hell. My brother ate some Lunchables and vomited in the back of the car. And oh. it was all oh. over this like blanket that was very important to him. And it smelled so vile. Like I can smell it now. I'm like gagging. Just okay, of stop it. it. Stop okay, it. Sorry. But the point is we like, I don't know why we didn't throw this blanket away or go to a dry cleaner or something. We stayed in a hotel, left the blanket in like a tied garbage bag, came back and it was unbearable. And it's like they baking. Just let it bake in the car. <laughs> it was, like, oh, that's truly foul. Real, real bad. So when you uh-huh. talk about this dog situation, that's like, that's the sense that's coming to mind. <laughs> one more. I mean, while we're on the subject, I have one more quick story. Um, growing up, we had an Oldsmobile sedan. Um, it was like maroon with maroon upholstery, like that kind of velvety velour upholstery from the 90s. You know what I'm talking about? I do, yeah. And we were driving home from church one day. I remember very specifically it was a Sunday. And I, um, I apparently I had stomach flu. I was a little kid, and I didn't know where to puke in the car. And so I pulled out the back of seat pocket um, and my mom behind my mom's seat and i puked in it (laughs) and then my dad had to clean puke out of the back of seat pocket out of upholstery that's the literal worst (laughs) possible choice i know Uh, okay we have to move on swiftly (laughs) how was your week um my week was fine pretty uneventful i've been slowly um slowly packing and just clearing out and trying to make it so it's not my usual miserable night before process because if you're moving across the country you should prepare and i've learned this lesson took many years but i've learned it and moving is not fun but if you do it the right way it can you can definitely mitigate some of the misery so yeah i'm so good on you thanks i'm just kind of ticking stuff off the list nothing terribly exciting to report did you manage to do anything gay i mean nothing particularly gay i have gotten into this habit of like i have to wear a butt plug when i'm cooking i don't know why it just feels like comforting (laughs) that's bizarre (laughs) i'm just kidding that's not true at all um no i actually feel like i watched my gayest moment pass me by um so i oh oh, before i do that let me i don't have a i don't have an almost gayest moment theme so i'm just gonna play the regular one and it'll have to do gay 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 I went to go visit my sister because it's going to be one of the last times I can see her before I move. Um, And one of her friends joined us and we had a little like socially distant barbecue and we started playing this game. I forgot what it's called. Um, Different questions pop up on a phone and you have to, you get different tasks or you drink. And uh, it's kind of like a never have you ever. Basically it's that idea. And uh, my sister's friend got a prompt saying, take uh, the amount of sips of your drink as dicks you have sucked and I was like, oh, oh. man, <laughs> good thing I didn't get that or I'd be black out real quick. <laughs> like, can I just shotgun a 12 pack? <laughs> I would have felt really, really gay if uh, that had uh-huh. been given to me. But alas, I missed that moment. Oh, damn. I know. Give me yours. Give me some real gayness. Okay. Gayest moment of my week. Like, easy this time. I It's been so long since I've had one where I didn't have to really think hard. Um, I had a... F- Full flashback to my homosexual farm boy youth. Um, oh, these are my I, favorite stories, Kim. 
well, this was, uh, it was, it was a weird trigger. So, um, we are staying in this Airbnb here in Des Moines. Um, and when we arrived, there was a little bit of miscommunication because the, the host thought that we were checking in the day after we actually arrived. So, um, he hadn't gotten all of his stuff out, uh, of, of the house. Um, it's a, a newly, newly um renovated house and the guy that renovated it has been staying here part of part time apparently and so we got here and the cleaning crew had like cleaned the bathroom and and kitchen and stuff but there was still like two piles of dirty laundry and the master bedroom like the sheets weren't washed yet and like there was a a, there was a hamper of clothes and it just smelled like straight boy It, it smelled actually exactly like this is why it's not, it smelled exactly like my old neighbor's room the one in that i grew up um you know porkin <laughs> hey loft humping uh, <laughs> so yeah it's it smelled like the neighbor boy's room and i i was just like oh there's just like a dirty straight boy that is staying here and he hasn't cleaned up and i was just really cranky about it and uh we finally got in touch with him he didn't return our calls for like two hours and finally he was like sorry i just got off work big confusion i'm coming over now i'm gonna get my stuff out of there and meanwhile i had made this whole list of grievances like fridge was full of perishable food uh that was like gross and i wanted him to throw away like there's uh, there was a mess here there's a mess here there's like you know dirty laundry all this kind of stuff and so i'm i was righteously indignant ready to really chew out this guy because i had been in the car for 10 hours that day and i was just oh, not yeah. one to be crossed mm-hmm. <laughs> um so you're ready to have words with this man ready to have words he arrives and he comes in and he's probably like 25 or 26 he's like short stocky construction worker looking dude really sweet face just like really like nice kind of kind of dumb it like came off like not like the sharpest tack like Patton oswald (laughs) that that's who you just described i think you have no idea what stocky means i didn't mean rotund i meant like (gasps) jacked that was rude Uh, like what he's definitely he's like a short stocky little man with like a sweet little dumb face He's like such a genius, Patton Oswald, like an actual comic genius. Oh, I know. Um, He's a very interesting human. But yeah, he always plays like the kind yeah. of dumpy character. Yeah, no, no, no. This guy, not dumpy, stocky. Like, and by that I mean like broad-shouldered, like big ass, nice arms, like built, mm-hmm. like like okay. spins his summer working construction, oh. like just like the old neighbor boy. <laughs> Sounds familiar. I'm talking. That's what I'm saying. He was like probably five eight, broad back, broad chest, huge ass, like really kind face. I'm like, I'm getting neighbor boy vibes so much that it was i had to text peter i was like i'm having flashbacks to like haylofts and like wearing carhartt i'm (laughs) i do not know what's going on right now but it was i I, like you hard (laughs) i absolutely was not but i was i realized that like dumb blue collar midwestern boys are like my kryptonite apparently because he was i went from very ready to like be shitty with this guy to like giggling and forgiving all of his sins <laughs> giggling <laughs> he was straight as could be he was even a little bit like republicany like he made a comment about Yo, covid Cam? like he didn't really believe that it was i know i had to check myself i found myself like forgiving his behavior in my head because of the load he was like, gonna give you later <laughs> no not that just like his because of how he looked and how like nice he was and how much he reminded me of someone from my past i had to i had to like reel it in right quick but um by reel it it in you mean (laughs) jerk off in the bathroom (laughs) i had to tuck it up (laughs) i was like waddling around the house um i'm so grossed out by your little attraction but you know what it's deeply ingrained i'm not i I don't judge you yeah it was it was something in my 
I won't say in my DNA, but something that like I learned so long ago. And he just, he reminded me so much of this one person in my life that I just reverted to, to my high school self. I had to, I had to tell myself that I'm a married 34 year old who doesn't abide conservative bullshit. (laughs) I'm not proud of it, but, um, that's where my mind went. And it was a gay youthful resurgence that I had to tamp down really speaks to like types and fetishes in general, things that we just, that are so, you know, mundane when we're little things that were just around, I guess it wasn't mundane that you were having sex with this guy, but you know what I mean? Like anything that happens at before a certain age really carves some kind of a pathway for you. Neural pathway. Yes, it truly does. And I, I always say I don't have a type. Like I am attracted to a wide range of, um, of men. I was going to say people, but generally men. Um, but I, I was very surprised to find that I have like an actual kryptonite, like, like weak in the knees type. And honestly, it's really embarrassing too because like th- this dude like I would never be friends with him like we're, we have nothing in common like I would be embarrassed to tell most people that I had a crush on this like cute straight kid <gasps> you know but, what it is like, it's like there we are um it's transgressive which is like attractive to people Dan Savage always talks about this there's like it is it is very transgressive it's like it's exactly what I don't stand for yeah <laughs> I just heard him talking about um like family porn when there's like stepdads and their kids and that kind of shit and it's like why is that everywhere exactly and he did a really good uh, explanation he's like it's just because it's so it's like the least squeaky transgression in a way that it feels so wrong but is like very easily faked and doesn't hurt anybody these are two actors there is no relation but just call this person a stepdad and all of a sudden it's like taboo enough to i guess so there is you, you cannot visit like the like if you went to like um porn hub and went to just like the general gay page like everything would be like son and stepdad nephew and uncle like it's always yeah. just this like weird brothers like, like yeah yeah exactly um like they get porn actors that look enough alike where they're like they could be twins <laughs> i'm very convinced that real brothers have absolutely done porn probably so i know that like for most siblings um having sex is like absolutely (laughs) the most uh like it's the most repulsive thing you can imagine um but i scared where that was going also like being naked around my siblings my sibling it's so insane to me that i can't even stomach the thought but do you think that like with twins it's less of a thing because it's just like seeing yourself naked like so in not that you would like hang out naked together, but like if you're changing in the same room, like I would not do that with my sister, but maybe like, maybe like identical twins. It's like yeah, not that big of a deal. I'm sure they change in front of each other much more often. I'm sure they grew up like that and it's not, you know, like I know a lot of sisters that have absolutely no problem like being naked in front of each other. Like they will step out of the shower. They'll share a bathroom. Also female roommates. I think maybe it's more of a guy thing that we just don't get naked around each other unless we are like very comfortable in a locker room or for gay guys unless we're you know intimate yeah i don't i think you're right i do anecdotally hear more women who are comfortable with seeing each other naked than men but like i don't know how it relates to family porn (laughs) it relates to me wondering if twins are more comfortable being naked around each other but i think like a lot of the time sisters are like a lot of the time siblings are do you think sisters porn is as popular of a category as brothers and stepdads and all that shit absolutely i do i think that straight guys are monsters and that's probably like a huge like fetish thing but we are conflating two things so much between just like siblings who are comfortable with their bodies and don't mind being naked around each other but then there's the whole separate thing about people fetishizing siblings and being sexual together there's like a mississippi river size line between those (laughs) 
<laughs> That's a big line. It's a very big line. It's all very taboo. Um, it is. <laughs> anyway, here's your education of the week. There is plenty of family style porn. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it sound like you're going to share it around the dinner table. That's, that's there, too. <laughs> this got weird. Let's get into the journal. We're back in the journal. It is February 8th of 2015. Um, do you care to give us a little bit of a, a reminder where we were? Um, we're just on the tail end of this cruise contract. Um, I'm looking at other cruise options. And I think last time we were on a pirate ship for a little bit. And that's all. Oh, fun. Okay. February 8th, 2015. Uh, You're at sea. Two swing cities and conditioning. Great shows. Hey, you never say that. Oh, never. Wow, that's good. Uh, Great shows. So fun to perform. Okay, well, that's new. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Who is that? This was a guest entry day. Um, You watched uh, the Grammys in the Vegas couple's room. How did I watch the Grammys on a ship? Wi-Fi is so Uh, terrible. Hmm. I have no idea. You tell me. Maybe someone downloaded it in port. And we watched it. Who knows? Okay. That's a thing. It's like, there's a massive, like, pirating. <laughs> no no pun intended. There's a... <laughs> you fucking nerd. A lot of uh, content pirating on cruise ships going around. It's the only way you can watch shit. That was the way it was in Korea as well, because we couldn't get a lot of our favorites. And so, like, torrenting and pirating things was so huge. Also, they have the fastest internet in the world. So you could get, like... Oh, wow. You could find, like, a torrent of, like all of this year's new releases and download it in like five minutes. Not that I ever did that. Just it was something I was aware of. How many crimes have we implicated ourselves in on this podcast? <laughs> oh, I should get a crime count. Where's that intern? Um, on the 9th of February, you went to Barefoot Buddha in St. Thomas. God, I love you, that place. You've mentioned it like three times. Uh, you downloaded material for a different cruise line audition and came back to sing it blue voice out trying to sing it oh dear what blue voice out trying to sing it and then summer breeze and wj when jammer that's the buffet um ah. blue voice out i'm always so freaking dramatic i was just tired surely i'm sure i sang it way too many times and just got a little tired uh-huh. blue voice out <laughs> blood came from my throat every time i hear the words blue voice out i think of all those horror stories of people that um that get like a, a polyp on their vocal mm-hmm. folds and then yeah. they like they bleed when they're Ugh. singing it's horrifying because like you hit a high note and blood comes from your throat <laughs> that that is actually like truly horrifying <laughs> can you imagine uh no actually i would be so especially if i were making my money as a singer i would be like uh, such an awful awful thing yeah blood coming out of your mouth is never good no matter the cause uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he giggles nervously <laughs> um february 10th you're back in St. Kitts. You did crew welfare, then to an organic farm with a whole bunch of people. Wow. You really named a lot of people here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they're all very important to me still. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, you saw Ed Finkel on piano and drank a bottle of Pinot. Then you got more drunk at crew bar. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder where these $400 bar tabs are coming from, friend. Also, hey, Ed Finkel. I'm just kidding. I have no idea who the fuck Ed Finkel oh. is. <laughs> I've never known you to be such a drinker, but I guess it's because you couldn't get weed on the ship, huh? Yeah, uh, on ships I drink way more than I ever really do in real life, but that's true of most people. It's just easy and it's the only it's the only pastime. Sounds like quarantine, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> very, very similar. Um, it honestly takes me so long to finish a beer. Kick will always make fun of me. He'll be like, you want a beer? I can pour it for you and let it sit for an hour and a half so it's warm and flat the way you like it. <laughs> have to agree with him like that becomes really unpleasant at some point 
You need to get a Frosty <laughs> mug or a Yeti or something. On February 13th, you had terrible invitation to dance because I was distracted with people being rude backstage. Ready to go. Oh, Jesus. I'm a fucking roller coaster. Great show. Awful show. I love it here. I hate it here. Should I do another cruise ship? Probably. No, never. <laughs> you just summed up this entire like year of journal. Just a Gemini. What can I tell you? <laughs> it's actually like a very good assumption. Um, the 14th of February, which is Valentine's Day, and you don't mention it here at all. Because um, why would I? It's the stupidest holiday. We agree on this. We do. It's fucking dumb. Um, we went to sushi this past Valentine's Day because it was Peter's last day at his job. Um, and I got the worst food poisoning of my life. So why oh, would right. I ever? Why would I ever celebrate <laughs> Valentine's Day? <laughs> Learned my lesson. That was Valentine's Day fault. That was Valentine's Day's fault. What Valentine's Day? How do you say that? Valentine's Day's fault. That was Valentine's. <laughs> That's hard. <laughs> this stays. <laughs> That was Valentine's Day's fault. Got it. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> oh, send it to press. What? What am I trying to say? Never mind. Doesn't matter. Cut that. Keep it. Um, uh, <laughs> this is going really well. Um, so on Valentine's Day, you did say that it's payday, so that's worth noting. Um, awful interview with Rod. What does that mean? Huh? Stewart. Probably. <laughs> rod awful interview with rod i don't i don't know a rod well except for rod stewart someone interviewed you named rod and obviously you didn't get the job wait i have no recollection of this interview or this man <laughs> or fucking ed finkel whose journal is this that's too much weed on february 15th two farewell shows played mini golf oh we're back to mini golf and then you filmed a prince eric audition oh i remember that yeah for Little Mermaid? For Little Mermaid, yeah. Um, I didn't get it, if you're curious. <laughs> and I had all the advantages. I was at sea. You <laughs> you were. You were so close to mermaids. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, so not funny today. So, so sorry. You totally are funny. You're funny. Oh, we're so looking. Fun- okay. <laughs> On February 16th, uh, Fort Lauderdale, Thai food, and talked to... Goodness, so many people. So you talked to Hannah and her mom. You talked to Michaela. You talked to Amy. And you talked to your mom. So you're just making the rounds, catching up with all your women. Love it. Uh-huh. Um, Talk to all the moms, up- too. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Were you one of those yeah. gay boys that the moms loved? Oh, yeah. Very popular with the moms. Why is that such a thing? The moms love the gay boys. We're generally talking about the moms of our girlfriends. That's true. Well, the moms of my – the parents of all my girlfriends – I love like all the dads too, but I I can tell you exactly why it's very clear. Okay, Go ahead. It's very clear because you are not a gross, lecherous hormone monster that is going to try to put their hand down their daughter's pants. And like, you are going to be a dear friend to them. And most moms understand this, that you are the best kind of friend. You're going to be loyal. You're going to have fun with them. Uh, You might until their boyfriends try and fuck you. And then you're like, bye. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to try to sleep with their boyfriends. Um, No, a, a gay kid is the ideal friend for a high school girl. And good moms realize that good moms also choose chiff <laughs> yeah choosy mom choosy moms got it got it got it choosy moms choose gay friends for their daughters it's <laughs> <laughs> a great slogan <laughs> uh honestly i mean who i i can't imagine a better boyfriend for a high school girl like straight boys are 
all it's always going to get messy it's always going to be confusing boys straight boys and straight girls do not know how to be good friends in high school they're one of them always catches feelings because everyone's got feelings for everyone it's just not how it works i get that gay guys and girls are just like match made in heaven in high school babes um can you tell me babes i babes i was like i was never worried about the moms but there were certainly some dads that i like was not interested in meeting or did and felt very uncomfortable did you butcher it up i was always like hello mr schwarzenegger Uh Why that? I don't know. I think Butch. <laughs> I just let things come out. I don't know. <laughs> oh fuck! That tickled me so much. Um, oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's. I would always. I would always say hello, Mr. Schwarzenegger, as well. And like that wasn't even a good. I was like, do you butch it up? Like, hello, Mr. Schwarzenegger. Like. <laughs> It was nothing, nothing helpful about that comment. Uh, uh, so yeah, anytime you met oh, the Terminator, me. you did you like you know turn it on? Uh, yeah, I would oftentimes try to try to butch it up. I also was like out to all the girls, but not out to my parents, and so I wouldn't. I was I lived in the delusion that I wasn't out to their parents either. So like oh, meeting a girlfriend's yeah, me meeting a girlfriend's dad was always like a I don't know. Like, I'm going up to your daughter's room to, like, hang out. Is that okay with you? You know, type of thing. Who knows? Um, But my best friend's dads were always a little bit intimidating to me. Their moms, I was, like, girlfriends with. (laughs) You know, in my my mind, I was just like, girl, let's dish. Um, In their mind, they were like, my daughter's fat friend still here. (laughs) Like, oh, God, I wish my daughter would hang out with a straight guy. She's never going to catch a man. Um, Um, I've absolutely had... Some friends' parents say, especially parents of, like, girls I was going to prom with and that kind of thing, they'd be like, so, you know, Mike's nice, but do you – basically warning them that they will become a, a fruit fly if they um, don't <laughs> seek some straight friends. <laughs> well, <laughs> there are worse fates. You briefly mentioned that you weren't out to your parents, but you were out to your friends. Me too. I felt like that was pretty much the norm. It's just, you know, the family feels – it just feels icky when you start talking about sex things. It just feels more intimate than I want. And for you, obviously – Different story. Religion. I get it. For me, it was just like, what? (laughs) Hello, Mr. Schwarzenegger. I can't (laughs) stop giggling about it. (laughs) Name Um, of the episode for sure. Hello, Mr. Schwarzenegger. (laughs) um, Do you think that's still the norm that like kids are generally out to their friends but not their parents because i was just watching that show and a kid comes out to his parents first or like second i'm like that comes way down the road friends are so much easier oh yeah um i was i was out to friends well i i've already i've talked about that at length on the show that i was leading a like a full double life for many years i really think it depends on your on your parents because a lot of people i think even even peter um he was maybe out to some friends but when he came out of the closet he came screaming out of the closet and i don't think he cared who he told first like it was he he definitely came out to to his family and they were like yes thank you for this information we already had um but i i think that for a lot of us it's a it's a safety thing you know we don't feel safe telling our parents or um for whatever reason i guess the stakes are higher we have more to lose with our parents okay that makes sense the stakes are much higher yeah looking back on it too for me it's a little bit hilarious because i came out to going way back to talking about like friends dads and how comfortable we felt with them in high school like i came out to like my girlfriends and just assumed that most of their parents didn't know 
or that <laughs> their, their parents or that their parents <laughs> thought the same thing. I'm sure all my girlfriends were like, he's gay. It's cool. We're just like we're hanging out, you know, in my room. Like, that's why I was allowed to, like, go up to their room and close the door and like go- dish on the bed. You know, they would never let like a guy that they thought was going to try to have sex with their daughter up there unsupervised. I was not a threat. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually very cute. So my best friend's mom growing up used to I feel like she used to try often to be like, you seeing anybody? Um, how are they? <laughs> like, really trying to open the door for me, and I was like, uh-huh. she could never know. <laughs> like, bitch, <laughs> she knew before I did. <laughs> uh, when I came out to my best girlfriend in high school, I, it was, it was so fucking dramatic. So I was dating a boy a couple towns over, and his best friend's mom worked with my best friend's mom, and those moms talked at work. And his best friend's mom was like, I heard Cameron is dating Kevin. And then she told my friend Becca's mom. And then Becca just asked me. She was like, my mom heard this thing. Ugh. And this was like, I think we were like sophomores or maybe maybe junior year. I can't you remember. You were robbed we were. of coming out to your best friend? Well, yeah. And then I, I like, she probably has this note still. Uh, she, I wrote her this note like being like trying to backpedal all and be like, no, it's it couldn't possibly be true. They're just misinformed. They're just hanging out. And then like days later... I remember it was so fucking queer. We were in the prop. Uh, we, we were in like the prop attic in our theater. And I was Why sitting is it always on in this, the fucking prop closet. <laughs> we were, we were in, in musical rehearsals. We just happened to be up and we had this big like uh, upstairs uh, prop storage in the wings in our theater. And we were up there. I was sitting on a chair like a big prop chair, like a the homo that I was, and I was just like snot sobbing, telling her, like coming out to her, like, I lied, I'm so sorry, I was like, I was uncomfortable, and she was just sitting there like, I don't fucking care, I don't care Aww. at all, thank oh, you nice. for telling me, like it was so, she was so good about it, and so sweet, but it was the gayest way I could have possibly come out. Yup, in the prop closet, or the, uh, the prop attic for you guys, where the gay kids went to go make out with their beards. <laughs> <laughs> unsupervised dark rooms with lots of nooks and crannies like just asking for yeah like actually it's usually probably asking for high school boys to like be making out with each other but right or or coming coming out to your best duties that works too yeah you put on a little daisy may costume and wig anything's possible (laughs) um do you want to read more of this journal yeah we only read a day (laughs) yeah that's not true we've read like a week really we were on february 16th you caught up with all your judies and all the moms in your life uh and then you watched whiplash and selma must be award season oh it is it's february both really good movies just watched selma recently um Hmm. never watched it uh when it came out which is a huge mistake because god damn it's good it also feels very prescient right now and i've never seen whiplash Ugh, watch whiplash it's great very different. Okay. <laughs> Bossy. Um, on the 17th of February, you are at sea. Boring day. Should gym again, but don't want to. So you said this is a boring day. You also wrote this one in cursive, which is weird. You never do that. Um, oh, we'll get ready for the next five years. It's all in cursive. Oh, son of a bitch. It's much harder to read. Is it? Um, Fuck. Yeah. You saw Captain's Cocktail. You sanitized and watched Swing City with the cast. Watched it. Weren't you in Swing City? Yeah, I think we watched a recording to like do self-notes. Oh, gotcha. Like the football team watching your game back? Yeah. Mr. Schwarzenegger. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to terminate the competition because those guys are just Batman and they're robbing us of the championship. We're going to we're going to send them all the way back to kindergarten. Yeah, cop. Mr. M- Mr. Nanny is that one of his? Oh uh, yeah, I don't know something like that. Cool, cool Nanny cool. McSchwarzenegger. 
Um, the last line of this day, in beautiful cursive with a smiley face, it just says, ready to go. Smiley face. Speaking of ready to go, I need a bathroom break, but don't worry. I'll be back. <laughs> On the 18th of February, you said, conditioning, I hate it, but I feel judged by the dancers if I don't go. So... <laughs> Hey, guilt is a motivator. I'll take it. This is, again, where we just do, like, push-ups and, like, basic aerial moves. Um, because the aerialists had to do it, if at all, if the singers chose to not show up one time, they were no longer welcome. So you had to, like, you came every time oh. or you never came again. Oh, that's shitty. I get it. It's like we're offering you our, you know, time and and um, skills. So, like, do us, give us the respect of not just showing up when you want. But anyway, I was like, do I want to, if I don't go once, I can never go again. I like don't get that actually because if I were if I were working out and like like leading a workout class and people like came like I was going to do it all the time anyway I would I would feel completely I would be just as happy if they came or if they didn't like no no press It was like a group mentality because the other ones didn't have a choice like they were contracted to do it it was like if you want to be part of if we're going to work with you and show you how to do these things that you don't have to do then like you're okay. either here or you're not. I get it. it also, yeah. yeah, if they're teaching you stuff, then you are you fall behind the rest of the group and you're the weak link. So never mind. All right. I get it. You've convinced me. February 19th, you have another day off. You submit more audition tapes. Um, you're off in Aruba. Oh, you saw Fifty Shades of Grey. So bad. Laughable. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yep. I, I think I will maintain that judgment. <laughs> Stand by it. Worst mm-hmm. movies I've ever seen. Eh, maybe. Movies? No I didn't pl- get this. I didn't watch the second one, did you? Um, in, uh, on my annual trip that I take with my girlfriends a few years ago, we, um, we, it was a three day trip and each evening we watched one of the movies. We got drunk and watched one of the movies and you made tell it you, through three of those. Uh, yeah. And they don't have plots. They just don't have plots. It's like just waiting for the next sex scene. They're awful. No, it's middle-aged lady softcore porn. Yeah. And Jamie, whatever his face name, Jamie Dormer, is that his name? He wears the dumpiest jeans I've ever seen. That's all I can remember from those movies is that like, he's wearing like wide leg jeans. I'm like who costumed this? It's so bizarre. He's supposed to be like a sexy, like sexy playboy. And he's dressing like it's like 1998 and he bought his jeans at Abercrombie. A, it might be 1998 and B, did you know they won the Oscar for best costumes that year? Best costume design. You're lying. I am lying. <laughs> <laughs> like they wear like, off the rack clothes the entire the idea of 50 shades getting an oscar at all <laughs> quick fact check 50 shades of gray did technically get an oscar nomination but it was for best original song so that nomination really goes to the weekend for his song earned it um okay february 20th uh beach with wi-fi got lots of mosquito bites and then you had a grand budapest hotel movie night so you were trying to make your way through oscar noms is what it sounds like something i try and do um the 21st of february you're in granada did not get off took nap between tech and abfab show fine show bad audience late shows are hard how late we talking it's 10 30 showing i thought you were gonna say six you started with an s <laughs> 6 37 <laughs> <laughs> um february 22nd day off in barbados exclamation point day drink and beach watch still alice and birdman just in time to watch the oscars hmm Still, Still Alice. Alice is so ugh, hard. Heartbreaking? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Good talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, I understand who Rod was earlier. He was your cruise director. Because you said R- Rod, oh. the CD, is a doofus. 
I called him a doofus. That's fun. A doofus, yeah. <laughs> um, on the 25th, early morning, two shows. Oh, look, you actually had fun doing shows, but but forgot Mike at top of show two. Is this the one where you uh, where you just uh-huh. you grapevined off stage? <laughs> Got fully dressed and ready, but did not put a mic on. Didn't realize it until I was getting on stage. So I just nonchalantly grapevined right off and missed the first number. <laughs> Uh, How just, dare I ever complain about the lack of competency of people running these shows and I can't put my fucking mic on? You did it once. Also, I love the idea of you, instead of just uh, grapevining off to get your mic, just scream singing <laughs> so people can hear you. No, it's okay. I got this. <laughs> I'm singing in the rain. Um, you went to Banana Place or in St. John's, Antigua, and then you played foosball. And you don't know Jack. Banana place. Think that's like a bathhouse? Yeah, for sure. You've never been to a bathhouse, have you? No, have you? Uh Uh-huh. I would like more. (laughs) I didn't offer more. (laughs) When? When did you go to a bathhouse last? Um, When I was a young... Warthog? When I was a young warthog! (laughs) Sorry, I'm stupid. Keep going. It was when I was younger. I was in college. I went to, um, there is a, or at least there was, I have no idea if it's still there, a bathhouse in uh, a small Midwestern town. And I went, (laughs) what does it matter? Uh, I went, it was in college. Uh, I went with a friend. I have no idea if it's still there, but it was in Indianapolis. And uh, yeah, I went, it was my one of, that was the last time I went. (laughs) Can, Can you explain to me, like, what the experience is like you walk in a bathhouse and then what like what are you expected to do i can't explain it to you um it's all about like hooking up in anonymous sex uh it is there is so at this one in particular i can't speak to other ones but um you walk in you get a key to a locker um and a towel and all your stuff goes in the locker the key goes on your wrist like if you're at a water park or something um you kind of are just water sports park uh it's actually it's like a water park in that there is a lot of water um there are showers and jacuzzis and steam rooms um most of them i think have a gym um so you can go and like work out hilariously um it i guess between hookups or something if you want to spend a lot of time there or before Um, i think a lot of people a lot of people that i don't know might get turned on from working out like testosterone pumps and you just like you get a little horny i've never thought about that before um, so yeah, you, you go in, you put on a towel and then you walk around. Um, there are, um, like I said, like the, uh, that one too, I think has like a sun deck. So in the summer you can go and like lay out and tan. Um, but there's like, burn your bell uh, end, burn your bell end. Yeah. I've never heard the term bell end before. Oh, it's British. Your bell end, oh. your knob. <laughs> so you get for living with a British person. <laughs> you got weird vernacular. Um, exotic it's a penis mom penis um so <laughs> so yeah i mean you go around there's uh you can get private rooms if you want to pay extra uh so you have like your like a room with a lock on the door there are also like rooms that you can just go in um that and make use of there are <laughs> some of them have like sex dungeons some of them have suckatoriums <gasps> <laughs> as mentioned in uh, a previous episode uh and yeah you wander around see if anyone catches your eye catches your fancy um there's porn playing on tvs everywhere there's usually wow. like a little bit of a um like a concession 
like a a, a cafeteria <laughs> lol <laughs> uh, it's not a cafeteria it's like a um, a secateria um no it's a like there's a little like snack bar or something where you can go and sit down and have a drink of water and, and replenish you know, <laughs> replenish um yeah it's it's wow. pretty fucking seedy i'm not gonna lie um it is a great place for exhibitionists and for voyeurs alike um, because there's plenty to see. There's also plenty of people who are willing to do stuff if you go on a busy night. Let me ask this. Did you generally feel like it could be, sounds like it could be a quite a seedy thing. And like, I feel like folks could get away with a lot of pretty gross behavior. Did you generally feel like it was safe and a respected space? Um, I did. I didn't feel unsafe at all. I felt like... Um, there were like if people wanted to interact with you and you didn't want to you could you could just say no or just like make it clear with your body language you weren't interested no one tried to give him the finger uh, yeah just give him the finger <laughs> fuck off old man um <laughs> there were not I, I never felt threatened or anything i'm sure that people have had other experiences but um it didn't feel like something that i i think it, some people are very into it and go all the time um i'm not really into the scene but it was interesting and it was part of my education for sure taught me a lot something i have no experience with but it is certainly a big part of gay culture interesting I'm, yeah I'm I, have, intrigued. I have an ex i have an ex-boyfriend who uh in his single years like or in his single times um he like had no qualms about the fact that he loved a bathhouse like he lo- he thought it was really hot uh you go you can show off a little bit you can if there's a hot guy you can hook up if not you can like i think he liked to see what there was to see and just like got off on the kind of general vibe. Um, and honestly I get it. Like it's, it's kind of hot. It's just like not something that I fantasize about. Argentina from way back when loved a bathhouse. And I remember being like very uncomfortable with him going to bathhouses, but he also, I was not confident that he would be one to wear a condom in a bathhouse. And if I'm having uh, sex with you and you're going to have sex with strangers without a condom, like you might understand why there's some concern there. That is what I would call incredibly high risk behavior. <laughs> yeah. Like it's I think so he anonymous. did. I think he's also the kind of person that would just say whatever he could to make me uncomfortable. He'd often request sex without a condom. And I was like, are you fucking kidding? Like, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> I don't even like you. I'm doing this because we live together. <laughs> in fact, if I could wrap your whole body in cellophane, I would. <laughs> Oh, great. Well, we started with sibling porn and we ended up at bathhouses. So, I mean, that's got to be it for the day, right? That's quite a full circle jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that. that. Uh, All right, Mike, did we hear from any listeners this week? Yeah, we have a few messages I'll share here. Um, One is from Jonathan Herzog, 2020, and he's begging for MBFJ's vote. I don't know if he (laughs) realizes that we, like as a, you know, media company, a media conglomerate as we are, don't in fact get a vote. conglomerate indeed he's the candidate uh trying to replace jerry nadler he's the democratic challenger oh did he succeed in his primary i don't think so and that was a pretty tough uphill battle but i like the idea that someone representing the gayest area in new york city ought to be gay yeah i like that too good for him sorry we couldn't vote for you because we live in california and also we're a podcast (laughs) okay so we also had a message from Bill on Instagram, he had some suggestions to further our education, which we should take him up on. He said, check out Light in the Water on Hulu to further your education. Drama, Muscle Gaze and Speedos, and Tina Turner. There's something for everyone. I was like, oh. okay, yeah, I'm in. I'll watch that. 
Great. Thanks for the rec, Bill. Lastly, we have from Andrew. Definitely don't talk to people at the urinal. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Oh, fuck off, Andrew. (laughs) Hey, he went on to say he gets pee shy and often has to count to 17 to get it going. Oh, okay. Well, 17 is the lucky number. Wow. I guess so. He does go on to say if Cam struck up convo with me at a urinal, I'd have to shut it down. I'm okay. I I agree. Listen. I already told you I'm not talking to strangers. If someone's talking to me or, like, if if there's an ongoing conversation or something to comment on, sure. But I'm not just like, hey, buddy, how's your day? Well, your dick's out at the urinal. That's not what I meant. I don't you know. Dick. You did say you'll comment on their dick, so we all lost <laughs> faith in you. <laughs> Only at the bathhouse. Do you ever get pee shy? Um, yeah. I think if I had to pee, like, in a group. You know what? I don't love peeing in those, um troughs you know and it's just like a fucking bucket and you all pee together and everyone's looking at each other's dicks from both sides sometimes Um, we were at the exact same person i i that's the only time my life i've ever been peeish i was at wrigley field wrigley field peeing in a trough at a baseball game i had to just put my dick away without peeing and go into a stall yeah i can't I, i hate it it just i mean it's so many reasons it smells like piss there's a lot of strangers around looking at your dick it's like very uncomfortable so i get it um mm-hmm. sorry to finish up andrew's comment he said aside from that just caught up in the last four episodes while laying out in the sun and have to say you guys are amazing i think i have to agree with him <laughs> um <laughs> all right i take back the fuck off comment <laughs> perfect balance of comedic content and relevant conversations keep on creating content you guys are amazing he said it twice maybe he's drunk um either way thank you andrew appreciate that <laughs> Say it four times. I don't care. If you're looking for more amazing content, um, (laughs) there's some places you can search. Where can people find us, Cam? They can find us on social media at MBFJ Podcast, uh, mainly Instagram. Uh, You can email us at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com or find our website, mybestfriendsjournal.com. Also, please, if you have yet to do so, rate, review, and subscribe at iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All right. That does it for this week. Until next time, Mike, always remember... The next time you meet Mr. Schwarzenegger, just put it up. (laughs) Hello, Mr. Schwarzenegger. covered in mosquito bites already i don't know i've got like two on well i'm covered i have two mosquito bites (laughs) both of my legs itch (laughs) goodbye (laughs) both of my legs itch